0: We get to the book of Deuteronomy tonight, and we're going to look at some wonderful things about the book, and uh, sometimes when you read through the scriptures, you'll get to a certain point to where, you know, Leviticus and Numbers, you kind of struggle with, but the book of Deuteronomy, you can get in there and really digest, it's probably, you know, as we go through it, you'll see some wonderful things, and I hope that you'll, I hope that you'll grow in your love for the Bible, and your need to study God's word. There is nothing like the Bible. Nothing. There is nothing better you can do with your time than spend time reading God's word and studying it. I could have spent two or three hours better this afternoon instead of watching the Chargers lose. I could have been studying another book of the Bible this afternoon. It would have done me a lot better than seeing my team lose today. But the word of God is a special book. And as Christians, we need to grow in our love for it and study of it and get to know it. And some of you young people in the room, you're young. Do your best. Memorize Scripture now. Get it ingrained inside of you. Grow with the things of God. And uh, there'll come a day where it's not so easy to memorize. That day will come at some point. But that's why you do a lot of memorizing when you're young, and it just stays there. And I could stay up here for quite a while tonight and quote Scripture that I learned as a kid in Christian school over and over and over again in my classes at church and just scripture and so, we need the scripture so much we need to study god's word i love god's word more today than i loved it five years ago and we need to grow in our love for it it's such an amazing book and the thing is the deeper you get into it the more you to see how amazing it truly is not just some book that men penned years ago but that the hand of God through inspiration gave us his book that was forever settled in heaven. No book like it. An amazing book. Father, bless the next few minutes that we have here tonight. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your book. Thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to open it and to study it. Bless the time that we have here tonight as we look through some things, and I pray that you would help us tonight. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Start out in the book of Genesis and saw the creation of man and we saw the fall of man. We see in the book of Exodus how God brings his children out of Egypt and you call it kind of the redemption of man. See in Leviticus the worship and fellowship with God and how those things work. In the book of Numbers, you see service in their walk with the Lord and you see how they chose to spend 40 years in the wilderness and not follow God's plan. When we look at all of it, and we think about all of it. The book of Genesis has four events and four main characters and covers 2,400 years. The first two chapters of Exodus cover a few hundred years, including the first 80 years of Moses' life. And then, think about this from Exodus 3 to the middle of the book of Numbers, it covers about one year of time. That's it. The most we learn about Moses, and Moses is mentioned a lot through here. Basically, that one year span from the burning bush to getting to um, right before the promised land into that area there. And why am I blanking on the name? Blanking on the name. Come on, Brian. It's going to come to me. Um, Kadesh Barnea there. If they Once they got there, that was about a year span. So Most, we, most of Moses' life that we know in the scripture is all about one year's time. Then the spies go in and 40 years carry on and we see some things. Deuteronomy was Moses preparing the children of Israel to enter into the promised land. The book of Deuteronomy is mentioned over 90 times in the New Testament. During Jesus' temptation when Satan tempted him, three times Jesus quotes the book of Deuteronomy. And um, others say that, and people will say that Jesus quoted Deuteronomy more than any other book of the Bible that he quoted. And uh, Stephen, before he died, in Acts chapter number 7, quotes some from Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy is not a it's history book. It's not a book full of stories, as you might have in Genesis, Exodus, and Numbers. It's a book of Moses' farewell address to the children of Israel. This happens here in the plains of Moab over the course of about 40 days. We look at Deuteronomy chapter number one. Look at verse number one. It says, These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side Jordan in the wilderness. And he, this, these are his final words to them. Basically, Moses is preaching for a month to prepare this generation that would enter into the promised land without him and without their parents, and this is what's going to happen. God is reminding his people of his rules before they enter into his place. And we would all do well, and the children of Israel would do well, when they would heed to God and his rules and do things God's way. The best way to live the Christian life today is to live it God's way. The best way for the children of Israel back in in that time was to live and to follow and do things God's way. See, God was getting ready to set up these people, bring them into this promised land, and there was going to be no nation like them on the face of the planet. God gave them their laws. God set them up. God told them what the priests needed to do. God told them that when they wanted a king at some point, what the kings were supposed to do, Certain areas of the law they should read and how a king shouldn't give his heart to many women because he would turn away from God. It says that in the book of Deuteronomy. Solomon didn't listen to that very well, did he? David didn't listen to that very well. But it was all right there for them. We find Moses' farewell address to the people he loved and had been used by God mightily to deliver and to lead. We see the outline is very simple for the book of Deuteronomy. I'm going to give that to you right now as we go through a few things. The outline is this. Number one, you have Moses' first sermon. That takes place from chapter number one through chapter number four. Chapter one to chapter number four. Say, where where do you decide how to outline the book? Well, I'll show you as we go through. If you go with me, you're there in Deuteronomy chapter number one. Look down at verse number 5 with me. Okay? Verse 5 it says, On this side Jordan in the land of Moab began Moses to declare this law Say, And this carried on through chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and chapter 4 and led us to chapter number 5 which would be point number 2. Point number 2 in the outline of the book of Deuteronomy is Moses' second sermon. And how do we know that it was the start of another sermon? Well, look at chapter 5, verse number 1. It says, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. And then he starts into sermon number 2, or message number 2 for the next several chapters. One of the things that I see and something that's important, and if you like to highlight your Bible or mark things in your Bible, chapter 5, verse number 1, where we just were, look at the end here where it says, um, which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them, keep, and do them. That's what God wants from us with his word, that we learn from it, we keep it, and we do it. It's a great little outline right there, found right there. So we have number one, Moses first sermon, chapters one through four. Point number two, Moses second sermon, chapters five through chapter eight. And then um, and it's five through chapter 20. um, Chapter 28 sorry is what that should say up there. Five through 28. And then 28 through 30 would be the third one. Those are mixed up and that was my fault because I didn't quite put that down there in the outline. And so, number one was Moses' first sermon. Number two, Moses' second sermon. Point three, Moses' third sermon. And go with me to chapter 29 of the book of, Je- of Deuteronomy. I know it's a lot. You're writing things down and then flipping to verses as well. If you just want to listen, I'll read it for you. But chapter 29, verse number one, these are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab beside the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. And Moses called unto all Israel and said unto them, and then he goes into the third message there. And then what you have take place, number four, and lastly in the outline, it's a simple outline, you have the transition from Moses to Joshua take place from chapter 31 through chapter 34. You look at chapter 31 there in Deuteronomy. You look at verse number 1. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am hundred and twenty years old this day, and I know, and I can no more go out and come in, Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee. And he will destroy these nations from before thee. And thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. We see Moses giving his final words and his final addresses to the children of Israel. He gives his final instructions to the priests, to the Levites, and to Joshua. And Moses, because of his disobedience, was not allowed to enter into the promised land. But we see, if you go to chapter 32 here in Deuteronomy, and go with me to verse number 49, we see the Bible say, get thee up into the mountain, Abiram unto Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, that is over against Jericho, and behold the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel for a possession, and die in the mount, whither thou goest up, and be gathered unto thy people, as Aaron thy brother died in Mount Hor, and was gathered unto his people, because he transgressed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because ye sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel. And yet shalt thou see the land before thee, but thou shalt not go thither unto the land which I give unto the children of Israel. Do you see how God in his, uh, in his grace here still let Moses see it? He didn't have to do that. But he still let Moses see it. We see that Moses didn't fight God about it. He didn't argue with God and say, Oh God, that's not fair! I've led your children of Israel all this way. Look at how they've been. I had a bad moment. You don't see him argue with God. You see him obey God and do what God told him to do. And he was doing what the Lord had for him. Three thoughts I want to give you about Moses and his life. Because if you think about it, probably the greatest leader of all men in history would have to be pretty close to Moses. There's no one quite like Moses. I want to give you a couple thoughts on him as we get to a close here, the book of Deuteronomy. The first point is this, that Moses' life points to Christ. He was a great deliverer who brought the people out of Egypt. He was despised, rejected, doubted, and attacked. In one of uh, one of the books that I'm reading, I'm going to read you a paragraph from it said many points, even in his outward history, Moses was a type of Christ. In his deliverance from violent death and infancy, in his years of silent training, in his willingness to leave the palace of a king to deliver his people from bondage, in his meekness, and his faithfulness, in his finishing the work God gave him to do, in his work as a mediator between God and the people, in his communion with God face to face, in all these he was a picture of the Son of Man who was to come. But how much the picture fell short. Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant, but Christ as a son over his own house. Moses sinned under um, provocation. Christ was without sin. Moses wasn't able to bear the people alone. Christ has bore the burden of our sins in his own body on the tree and invites us to cast the burden of all our cares upon him. Moses was not able to die for the sins of the people. Christ died for our sins. Moses wasn't able to bring the people into the promised land Christ is able to bring us in and to give us an inheritance among all them that are sanctified by faith that are in him. See, Moses, his life pointed to Christ. Number two, Moses' words pointed to Christ. He spoke of Christ, Christ spoke of him. If you believe Moses, what did Jesus say? You would believe me for he wrote of me. Where did Moses write about Christ? Go to Deuteronomy chapter 15 with me. And you can see this. Deuteronomy chapter 15. And look down at verse number Deuteronomy 15 look at verse number 15. It says, And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondsman in the land of Egypt. And the Lord thy God redeemed thee, therefore I command thee this day this thing today. And it shall be if he shall say unto thee, I will not go away from thee, because he loveth thee in thine house, behold, he is well with thee. Then shalt thou take an awl and thrust it through his ear under the door, and he shall be thy servant forever, and also unto thy maid servant thou shalt do likewise. If it seem hard for thee when thou sendest him away free from thee. Let's see, I think I'm reading, the, am I reading the right passage? Let's keep on going there. It says, it, it shall not seem hard unto thee when thou sendest him away free from thee. For he hath been worth a double hired servant to thee, and serving thee these six years. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all that thou doest. And the firstling males that come of the herd of thy flock shall be sanctified unto thee. I wrote down, I didn't write down the right passage I was looking for. That happens every once in a while. So forget that little thought there. What? Glory to God, no, but I don't know what I'm doing here. I also, I got a new Bible, so this new Bible, I'll figure out. So forget what I said right there, and we'll save Deuteronomy, the middle there. I will give that to you next week when I go back and get the right reference down. And so I'll get that fixed. And uh, we also see number three. See, pastor's got to be human every once in a while. Number three, Moses' death points to Christ. Moses' death points to Christ. When we think of Moses, we think of the fact that Moses was associated with the law. Moses did not make it into the promised land. But what we see happen is, we, we see that when he died in Mount Nebo, it pictured the fact that the law was not sufficient to get us into the promised land. Joshua would lead them into the promised land And Joshua's name literally means Jehovah, our salvation. It's Jesus' name in Hebrew. And there's a lot you can see there. One thing you can think of it this way. The law, our works, our deeds will never be good enough to get us over the Jordan into the promised land. Only Jesus can do that. The three things I want you to think about when you think about Moses, just a few thoughts on him. As we get ready to close and bring the book of Deuteronomy to a close, and I'm, my mind, I'm still trying to go back and see what, what I missed with those verses. And uh, if I could talk at the same time and think at the same time, I'd be in great shape. But God did not design Brian to talk and to think at the same time. So I'm sure Caroline could do this right now, but I can't. But we'll, I'll figure it out. And I'm, before we get out of here tonight, I'll have it figured out. But When we come to a close and always when we look at a book of the Bible I like to give an application to what is going on. What's the point? What can we as the people of God looking back at a book that was given to the Jews, their second law and to help them as they entered in the promised land what are things that we can take and what applications can we use in our lives as well? Well there's a few things tonight. What were Moses' sermons all about, the three that he preached? Moses' first sermon was about this. It was about remembering man's failures and God's power. Moses goes through and he recounts the rebellion of their fathers, the resistance of God's plan and God's word and the consequences of that. God's leading and his leadership through all the wilderness wanderings and he wants them to remember how they failed and how God still showed them mercy and all these different things and God was getting them ready and Moses here was getting them ready to enter into the promised land. He's kind of like a coach, getting them ready for what was coming ahead. And Moses spends four chapters reminding them all about their weakness and God's power. Go with me to chapter number 4. Deuteronomy chapter number 4. And look down at verse number 22. And we're going to read through verse 31. It says, But I must die in this land. I must not go over Jordan. But ye shall go over and possess that good land. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image or a likeness of anything Which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a grave an image or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land wherein to ye go. Over Jordan to possess it. You shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whether the Lord shall lead you. And there shall ye serve gods and the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart, with all thy soul, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he sware unto them. And we see Moses' first sermon that he mentioned He's remembering. He's telling remember when you fail, remember who God is, remember his power. Hey Christian, when you fail and you don't do things God's way, remember who God is. When you fall, get back up and keep serving him. Second application his second sermon, we see that Moses reminds them or gives them a reminder of God's plan them, God had a plan for them. Wanted them to do things His way. If you go with me to chapter number 5, and you look down at verse number 29, Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Verse 33, ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye possess. We go to chapter number 6 and read the first 14 verses there. You see in verse number 5 of chapter 6, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy might. Moses in the second sermon is reminding them of God's plan for them. Hey, he's telling them, live right. Follow God's plan. Teach your children the word of God. Teach them this law. Don't forget, don't forget the wilderness. Don't forget Korah. Don't forget the fiery serpents. Don't forget about the plague that killed 14,000. Don't forget about your parents and your grandparents that didn't get to enter into the land. Don't forget them. But God said, don't forget what they did. God had a plan for them. You look at chapter number 6 down in verse number 20. And when thy son asked thee in time to come, saying, what meaneth the testimony and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you. Then shalt thou say unto thy son, we were Pharaoh's bondsmen in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Do you see he did it for our good? Do you see that? He gave them and had a plan for their good. You know, sometimes as parents you have kids and you have rules and things for their good. So God has his book And God has his laws and all of his things. You got the passage there for me? What is it? Chapter 18, verse 15. Chapter 18, verse 15. Thank you, brother. I could just look at you because you used to be my go-to guide when I would... There's been a few times in almost nine years where there's some verses that I... I was looking at my side and I thought he was pointing to his Bible. And I'm like, is he pointing? Yeah, he was pointing. Thank you. So chapter 18, verse number 15... Pin that down, remember it in your mind, we'll go back there at the very end when I finish up with these few thoughts. But re- God wanted them to remember these things. He, he don't forget all that God's done. And God gives you those laws. God puts things in place for our good. And sometimes tonight, Christian, you might look at the word of God and be like, why does God want me to live this way? Why does God want this? As a young person might say, I want to do things this way. No, God wants what's best for you. And that's, what God, that's all God wanted for his children. He wanted them to have his very best. And they, the Moses' second sermon was all a reminder of God's plan for them. And then thirdly, Moses' third sermon was the reality of choices. You go with me to chapter 28. And look with me at verse number 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse number 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed be, he, blessed be thou, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Now go down with me to verse number 15. And you see blessing after blessing from verse number four through verse 14. Look at verse number 15. But it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Now go look at chapter 30, verse number 19. I have called heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Moses is telling them here he's begging them to make the right choice. Choose life. Choose God. Choose his word. Choose his house. So many things today, Christians, are clamoring for our attention. What do we do when we come to church and we hear one of the things that as a pastor that you hear over and over again? You hear from me, choose God. Choose righteousness, choose holiness, choose spirit-filled living, choose Jesus, choose faithfulness, choose diligence, choose devotion, choose to worship God. That's what it's all about. Because everything in this life wants to get our attention and grab it away from God, but we've got to choose Him. We need Him. And Moses is telling them, hey, choose life. Choose what matters most. And Joshua, at the end of his time in the book of Joshua, said, hey, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. They made the choice. The book of Deuteronomy, and when we look at it and conclude the books of the law, God's people enter into a place of choice. Will they choose god's way or will they choose their way will they choose his plan or will they choose their plan will they choose his wisdom or will they choose their wisdom and we are in the same place about 3500 years later than what they were there we god's people make daily choices Deuteronomy teaches us that we have a choice to make over and over and over again. It teaches us that our choice will be evident by our actions and our obedience to the word of God. We don't just say, I choose God. We must show that we choose God on a daily basis. The person who chooses God is the person who keeps his commandments. And what did Jesus say? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Go back with me to Deuteronomy chapter number 18. Verse number 15. It's actually 15 through 19. You can read those verses all through there. And uh, so I was three chapters off, and when I typed up my notes, it says, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee. Capital P, we know we know this is talking about, the, about Jesus here, of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken, according to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of thy assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire more? that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among them like unto thee and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I shall, shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words which he shall speak in my name I will require it of him. And so right in those verses there is talking about Jesus there we see that when we look at the whole book of Deuteronomy we see a, long, a few long sermons some reminders for the people some things to remember and for us to remember tonight and we have choices to make what we'll see next is we'll see Moses pa- passes on the baton here and Moses goes up and he dies on Mount Nebo and then Joshua God raises him up to bring the children of Israel into the promised land. And that's what the book of Joshua is all about, which we'll get to next week. Father, I love you.